When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It was under attack, and the dude got out the car ready to kill him because they was just drunk off their ass, Mm -hmm. and then he realized he knew my dad. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, you know my dad got the car." That's definitely you know, saved me three times in life. Like by the he's way. like, "Oh, it's you. it's you." The dude came to the house afterwards. I'm like, "Oh shit, he don't follow us." He's like, "Y'all, I just want to apologize. I love your dad, man. He's so good." And I'm just like, <laughs> "I got to get the fuck out this house," but I never forgot. It. <laughs> I never forgot it because he only we only like survived (laughs) (laughs) because he took the time out to engage with people check it out now look the apple don't fall far from trees right i'm in the land of milk and honey with the bees like and if i'm ripping it what i'm so with my seeds like now check it out Hey y'all. Hey, I'm Mikey. And I'm Randy. And this is the Black Millennial Marriage Podcast, where we give you an uncensored look into all we're learning, unlearning, and loving about marriage in real time. Welcome all. Welcome. We're thankful you tuned in. As always. Before we get into our episode, we wanted to shout out our village over on Patreon with a special mention to Ebony T, who increased her pledge. Big jump. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. (laughs) <laughs> nah i'm saying like you know just thankful for the fam yeah over on patreon and y'all again, are the best y'all are and again be sure to check your mail between now and like yeah y'all got packages coming and if you haven't updated your address please do so or you won't have packages coming <laughs> corrections corner there are no corrections you have any from previous episode nope all right i don't think i don't think i have any either okay i love you if i didn't say that enough the last episode i love you too mike so continuing with the theme of plot twist Mm -hmm. today we are doing some shit we never do (laughs) Um, which is funny coming off the last episode because that was also some shit that we never do so y'all actually getting back to back positive episodes because uh instead of talking about the results of our trauma and how that's affected our marriage we are going to talk about positive things that were given to us that have helped us as individuals as spouses as as people. people yeah here you go. <laughs> so in our first segment, um, we're going to list four positive things that we've kept with us um, and that's helped us in our relationships with others, with each other and ourselves. Yes. Second is our fight or flight where today I am confronting Randy about asking me questions when there's no point. What? You ask questions. Uh, no, we'll get into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, finally, we're going to wrap up with our PDA segment where Randy's going to show me some love and we're going to thank each other for something. And we hope you enjoy. And we're 
are back. Backstory. <sighs> so we talk a lot about pitfalls and things we saw as kids that we're trying to avoid and not repeat. But what we don't talk about is the things we were taught that helped us and continue to help us, mm-hmm. especially when they come from parents or older individuals that may have lost our respect. <laughs> or like, you know, that, that we just... Yeah, the stuff's still stuck. Yeah. But yeah. Even if the relationship shifted or even if it reconciled. like there are, there are things, yeah, or never was. But there are things mm-hmm. that... um we definitely have to give credit for and say thank you for. Just we, as we do with the yeah. trauma. The, the trauma sticks to you and so does the positive. So do the pluses. So we're going to talk about the pluses. Yeah. So um, to start it off, actually, we're going to talk about why we don't talk about the good things. Um, and Ray is going to go first on this one. Okay. I'm curious to see what you're going to say. We haven't talked about this before, by the way, y'all. So this is another episode. That y'all are hearing live and in Conversation color. we ain't never had. <laughs> so let's let's see what the fuck happens here. Why are we not talking about the good things? Why I don't? So um, I felt like the good stuff was always weaponized against me as a kid. Mm. And I knew I was being manipulated. So like, I think this is the case for a lot of families and just a lot of interactions, especially with black people. It was just in my experience as a black woman. But you know, you're always told to like, remember, this is family. We're all we got. And so that gives people instead of it being like a reason for people to do better and to treat each other well, it became a reason to ignore and uh. to um not hold accountable. And I felt and I knew that that was very, like I said, manipulative and it silenced me and it excused abuse. And as a result, I wasn't protected mm. because I had to instead of like speaking up. And that still was carrying on now. You know, I'm still trying to confront that now. But like instead of speaking up, I was always trying to remember the good things. And so not realizing that two things can be true and that holding someone accountable is love. And that's also like honoring your family. So mm-hmm. I really struggled with recognizing the good and calling it what it is because it just was never used again, never used in a good way. And um, and it made me really resentful and it filled me with a lot of rage. But as I'm aging, I'm learning that any conversation involving me and my family and people that I've come across older than me or in general throughout my life is complex and nuanced and Ooh, the words and gray, you know, and I have, gray to, area. I have to like give space to that because like we said, there are some good things that have stuck with me. That have helped me in my relationships. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's deep. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my reasons actually echo your own. Um, oftentimes, I would only focus on the good. You knew that this was mm-hmm. the case. This is who I am. And I wrapped that up in the um, underneath. It went up, that was under the un- underneath the umbrella of being positive. Being. Uh, what's the who's the optimistic mm-hmm. i wrap that up and saying oh i'm optimistic i think of only the positive but ultimately i've learned that that was basically just a cover for all the negative same as w- what it is that you highlight if i'm only speaking about the positive i'm not giving attention to the negative and then i find out in my adulthood that because you did not actually deal with it and you just ignored the negative now all these things are coming back to you you yes you you oh you. okay so, <laughs> you all you switched no, no, you, yeah, you know how I'm, like, yeah that's how I talk. so um <laughs> I'm like wait me so now now i am just more reflective in that way and i was like damn i think one of the reasons why i don't talk about it so much now is because again i'm still trying to decode and understand what it was that i was ignoring before and it, i think 
a lot of that started making me feel anger, uh, similar to what you would just express when it comes to your rage. And we've learned that anger is just profound sadness. Yeah, this is my favorite. Um, <laughs> and I thought more about that. I was like, well, why am I so profoundly sad when I think about this concept? And ultimately, it was because the good was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And it would have been really good if the good was all that there was. Mm-hmm. You know, like what if not only were we focusing on highlighting the good, but getting rid of the negative, not just ignoring it. Um, and so that that thought crossed and I was just kind of sad about it. But I don't really talk about the good as much now because I'm trying to make the good happen. You know, mm-hmm. we still highlight it. But I just remember, I realized that before, the only reason why I'm talking about the good is because I'm trying to ignore the bad. And there was a lot that needed to be discussed. Um, But we are in a place where we've looked back, we have reconciled some things, and we are still working through some things. And it's okay now to be like, all right, you know, with all this bad I've been dipping into, I'm going to talk about some of the good because it existed. Yeah. Just like that other shit existed that I've now been talking about for years. But the good. I like that, Mike. Yeah so our list our list (laughs) Um, so we're just gonna do four things each that are positives that we've held on to that we were taught and that have had an effect on our relationships again with each other with ourselves and with others um so randy's gonna go first because you know beauty before beard (laughs) beauty before beard Okay, brain so for beauty, but if you brainy and beautiful, then what I what I do? <laughs> I love you. What? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. So my first one, um, yeah. So my first one is my dad taught me I was a leader or had the capacity to be one, mm-hmm. and that I should be mindful. So one thing he used to do all the time when I was younger was he'd be like, "You want to know why your friends when they call the house phone, the first thing they say is, can Randy and Brianna come outside?'" And I was like, because I'm the oldest. And he was like, you would assume that, wouldn't you? <laughs> he was like, no, because you're, you know, you're you. And I gave you my name so that you could be better than me. And for a long time that I really, that really, I mean, I was really on the fence about all of that because mm-hmm. one, I didn't believe him. My friends at the time weren't really friendly. So it never occurred to me that they could be like, <laughs> that they could be like, uh, you know, doing this. You know, and it proved that I was a leader. But also, I felt like it was a lot of pressure to be better than my dad. Not saying that, you know. Looking back, do you still feel that way? No, pressure in terms of like, not that it would be harder in a sense, you know. But because he was very aware of his flaws and still is, you know. And he always always has faith in his kids that they would just do right, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) And do like better than he did. But I was like, well, what if I... What if I turn out an alcoholic? You know, like, <laughs> like what if I? You gotta understand the bar is set. Well, at a, at a, but I, that, I, well, I only ask because we are both named after our fathers. I don't know mm-hmm. if we've ever outright said we've that in the same that, space. Yeah. I don't even think we. Have we even realized? We've realized. <laughs> we are both named after our dad. We've talked about this in different in different spaces. I've talked about my relationship with my father. You have done the same, but we've never actually said a sentence. We're both named after our dads. We are. So Isn't that crazy. Yeah, we do. We have different relationships with our names, and though. Both born on the twenty first. Mm. Don't know if y'all knew that. I mean, I probably did. But ain't no relation at all. No. Randy, American as hell. (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, So I asked because my relationship with my name had a similar... I gave myself that effect of, I'm going to be better. Yeah. Whereas you were 
given that. Well, I w- yeah, but I was always on the fence because, again, this is one of those times. I mean, a lot of my good stuff has caveats. And I just feel like, though, I know that's not the point of this episode. I like, but like the way you said that. Like how you pronounced that. It was cute. Is that not the right word? It's caveat, but I don't think it matters. I'm sucking. Caveat I don't know. We don't ever say words the right way. It's fine. You know, for the longest time, I thought it was Lord have mercy. <laughs> because like my gra- yeah because my grandparents are from the country and that's all they used to say and it's i can't even tell you how old i was and i realized i can't even like tell you how long it was before i realized they were saying lord have mercy. so you thought they was saying lord hammercy yes get off this podcast so i just want y'all to know so y'all go here ready to say some strange things not the right way but i know how to read there i don't know i can't help it i just can't help it i love you <laughs> But no, I, I mean, I, and also, you know, because there, I realized when we got older that, you know, there were certain things my dad was telling me, certain things he was telling my sister. And so I was always really afraid slash ashamed to like step into that power and that compliment he was giving me because it always felt like I was dimming my sister's light Hmm. um, or hurting her. And so, but, but still I never forget those conversations because we had them repeatedly. You know, you know, my dad, we call, you know, he's a lecturer and he talk and talk and end up telling the same stories over and over again and his, you know, his same philosophical thinking things. And, um, it just always sucks to me to be like, you know, I have the, I have the capacity to be who I want to be. And in mm. a way he was giving me permission. Like, Hey, if, if the bar is here and I'm telling you, I gave you my name to be better than me, then just think what you can do. You know, <laughs> the world is just yours. think what you are capable of, and yeah. that was really powerful. And I, I've never forgotten it. Yeah, I like that. That's that's one of the reasons why we talked about it a couple of times. But if if I did have a son now, why well, I'm just reconsidering Junior? Yeah, you um, want a Junior? I don't that know. pride, in, that that pride in it. I I want to have it a- was different when I hated myself. Like yeah. when I hated myself, I'm like I don't want no relationship with this name. I don't want a relationship with no nigga that got this name. But then there's like there's something about there's something about a name. There's something about a legacy and passing something on to someone that is good. I but agree. if all I'm thinking about is the negative connotation behind this, then that's all I'm gonna focus on. I remember when we were younger, you know, you used to always look up name definitions. Mm-hmm. You I used still to do. talk about what your name is. Yeah, you know, you still do. <laughs> um, but you you brought mine to my attention because I wasn't googling and shit. I also, mm-hmm. didn't read the Bible and I did not pay attention in Bible study. Mm-hmm. But I was focused on the girls. I'm sorry, God. God um, forgive you. There's some cute girls in there. I'm just saying. Mikey. So, so there are all these stories that we've been told that I ain't never know about. So every time you tell you talk about like a Bible story, I would just be unaware. I have since educated myself, folks. A little bit. Yes, thanks to okay. Veggie Tales. Oh my Drew's God, Mikey, what is Bible please? Story. What is your the point that I'm making is you don't know, like my you know, like my little your what baby? We was we talking. No, but I'm not trying. I apologize. It's okay. I apologize. My point, which I was getting. To- <laughs> So that when you told me about my name, I just started having a different feeling about it. Just like with this conversation right now, we, we you know, we, we've been focusing a lot on the negative because that's what we're trying to fix. Mm-hmm. And if you're constantly aware of it, you won't be doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. If you ignore it, history repeats itself, things like that. Um, but you told me about my name and I was like, that sounds like me. That sounds like me. Mm-hmm. Not the negative that I thought my name was, but that is me. I am a merchant. Still <laughs> be out here selling shit. I, I do. <laughs> oh my God. I do have like, a gift for speaking. I do have like a way of reaching people and all the other stuff that you do. I was like, you know what? This is like, this is kind of cool. And why wouldn't I want to pass that on to my son? Or you're passing your blood. Yeah, ain't the same. And I pass teachers. my blood to my daughter. I, ain't I get about it. That. I just, you know how I feel about and names. I feel like, pe- you know, 
kids should have their own identity and I agree. And like I like, but again, I hear I completely but get your name from. is not your only identity. You see what I'm saying? Like there are some qualities that come from your name, but you're not. When when people look at you, they don't be like, "Oh, you're a Randy. You're this. You're." Even if we're just looking at the two different types of Randy that we were describing here, <laughs> y'all ain't the same at all. I hear you. I'm one open. No self control. One guy talking too much about this hypothetical baby with your name, but okay. Are you? Mm, we'll see. You want a little little Mikey too? Mm. Little MJ, that wouldn't be his first name, but <laughs> right, <laughs> passed out nicknames. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know, babe. I know I am absolutely not pregnant. I don't need. No. <laughs> I just that's why I we can play like, this hypothetical game. I just feel like as a woman, off. after you have a kid, you always gotta tell people that. Like, wait before you get hype, just, just pump the brakes. Okay, what's your sec? What's your first thing? Okay, that was good though. Thanks, babe. Um, by the way, that wasn't something that I really knew about. We've talked about that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't think anything I have on here is anything you knew about. Interesting. All right, well, things my mama taught me. <laughs> uh, first thing I got on my list is passion. Okay. I always thought my passion was just an internal thing, but truth be told, it was how I was raised. My mom is fierce. Yeah. My mom has always been fierce. My mom is a wild woman. <laughs> but I've learned from these stories, and a lot of stuff, I always wondered what I got from my dad and what I didn't get from my dad. Again, because I didn't have him around to like no mm-hmm. and there was some stuff that i'd hear from her a lot she'd be like oh your dad was so smart your dad was a great cook your dad could do all these things and like i'd be like okay that's him that's him that's him i attributed everything else to my mom but i never really thought about what that meant mm-hmm. that passionate side of me who's like really when i get into something i'm into something mm-hmm. that's my mommy yeah when i get wrapped up into something when i start to care for something and i'll get deeper into the care part um it's just one of the first words that people would come up with when they have to describe me, you know, when you have to do that thing where you write your name on a paper and people walk around and write a name that describes you. Mm-hmm. Passionate always comes up. I sound like I give a fuck about like something that I'm like really into. I got that from her. Can you give me an example? What's something mama's passionate about? I mean, she's passionate about life, but <laughs> like, what's something that sticks um, out to you? So again, fierceness. Mom's fierce about her kids. Yeah. Um, and I, I we've, I've, we've said lots about, um, I specifically have said lots about like my upbringing and the good and the bad, but we're talking about the bad. My mom did everything for us. Oh, but that. yeah, you said bad. Oh, I was like, wait. Good. <laughs> I was like, my mom wait. Did. My mom did everything, everything. She made sure her kids didn't stay inside 285. She made her, her kids saw the world. Like, yeah, y'all went to Disney World. Mind you, my still mom still ain't been. Oh, got no money. <laughs> like, yeah. When we were growing up, you couldn't tell that we was broke or didn't have because mom wasn't acting like we wasn't having because what's more important than us not having was her kids experiencing. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, we, you know, our eyes were open to the world early. We gave a damn. Like we were like, we were just into some shit. Um, her passion for her kids led to me having a passion for my kids. Um, and this will lead to another point later, but that fire for something, I think that's something that you have to pick up from seeing, seeing somebody work really, really hard. It gives you the the ethic to work really really like you know that that type of stuff gets passed down and mom just get being passionate about her kids giving a fuck about how we are making sure that we aren't without and my mom's always said like y'all ain't never had the lights out unless there was a storm which is true mm. true shit and it's not that we should i mean there was plenty of times where we shouldn't have had lights but yeah it just wasn't the case um so just being passionate being passionate having some desire about yourself I didn't, 
you when you get old, you start to learn that that's just not the case with everybody. Everybody ain't passionate about something. Everybody don't have a thing that like drives them. I do. It's just there. And that same energy I bring to you, I bring to Drew. I'm passionate about my family, about my work, about everything. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. great. Was it? It was. Thank you. And I think you would say that. We don't know what each other's going to say. Oh, yeah. Stop looking over here. Like the he, the font's really small. I know. It's fine. What's my your second thing? second thing. Um, my dad taught me about people. To taught like look people. them in the eye. To be kind. One of the things I can't stand to this day. Um, we haven't had any reason to do this all year. But like when we would go someplace together. I couldn't stand it. Because he stops and he talks to everybody. He knows you're, everybody. You're he knows okay. everybody. <laughs> it's so frustrating because he will stop and give everybody the time of day. And that's important. It is. And he remembers things. Now, that's part of like <laughs> when it considers like the bad, like why, <laughs> why there's, there's a catch. Like that's part of like the manipulation of being observant. But he's also like he does care about people. Mm-hmm. And he's very compassionate in like this weird, ironic way. <laughs> you know, he's just very empathetic. And so he really taught me to like to leave an impression on people and to make sure you acknowledge them, which is why I'm really big on making sure we email whoever emails us mm-hmm. and reaching out to whoever comments, you know, cause like, thank you. You know, he just, he, he like practiced gratitude in that way. And also one of the ways that like that helped him was one time he was so, so, so drunk and he was driving drunk and he shouldn't have been. And he hit this dude's mirror off his car, knocked it clean off. Mm-hmm. And the dude followed us. And it was so scary because he was like ramming into us. And I was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to die. Like he's, he's going to, like he's, he's going to, we're going to die because was he's going to run Cadillac? us off the road. No, this was um back when he was with one of his exes. The minivan. Yes. Not the Henderson van. Yes. It was under attack. <laughs> it was under right, attack. I'll tell you some stories about the Henderson it van. It was under attack. And the dude got out the car ready to kill him because they was just drunk off their ass. Mm-hmm. And then he realized he knew my dad. <laughs> he was like oh you know my dad got that's the car, definitely you know, saved me three times in life like by the he's way. like oh it's you. it's you the dude came to the house afterwards i'm like oh shit he's yeah, like i just want to apologize i love your dad man he's so good and i'm just like <laughs> i got to get the fuck out this house but i never forgot it <laughs> i never forgot it because he only we only like survived <laughs> because he took the time out to engage with people. At some point, and he was good to somebody. And yes, and the guy remember yes. he sobered up real quick when he realized who he was trying to fuck up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never forgot it. And that, and I'm just, I'm, I'm really. That's made me like really big on engaging with people and getting to know people and like doing my best to have conversations, even if they are ones I don't want to have because. Of watching him, I mean, I think that's literally saved his life because I mean, we talked about this. I literally, I think he's invincible. Like he, I've never believed my dad could die because uh, he keeps getting in these situations stupid, and like. <laughs> I just, I feel like I should say he that keeps getting these situations. It's just like he's covered, and part of that is because he is immortal. You're saying? I mean, he might be, but also part of that he's is stupid. because he is good to people. I run like, and it's ironic, yeah. really fucked up way. He has built up some. Some good karma. So that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. You know, that's my second thing too, right? <laughs> what respect? That's what mom's taught me. <laughs> that that exact same thing. Um, respect for people, respect for places, respect for things, respect for life. Mm. Um, how you treat people is how they treat you. 
Like, this all seems like it's good and well now. You know, we're adults and we heard it a lot when we were kids, but not everybody heard that shit. Yeah. And not everybody tells that to their kids. Um, and not everybody around us was raised the same way. Now, my mom taught me to appreciate and respect shit. Uh, as far as people go, um, you never know who somebody knows. So you treat everybody with respect, yeah. even if they don't treat you the same. It's mm-hmm. about what you put out. Um that's going to come back to you, which again is that example is why your dad was straight, even though he should have been shot. He should have been because the way he fucked up his car should have been shot. See, if he would have saw the front of the Henderson van, he <laughs> knew immediately what it was. Y'all, I'm, we're going to talk about the Henderson we're van. We're not. Um, and again, that respect for places that we go, um, things that you have, things that you have to take care of. That is why I am the way I am about like shoes. And about like our our cleaning up our mm-hmm. clothes, putting up our laundry a certain way, like the the just that just respect for things. Having respect overall for mad people has definitely brought me far. It is definitely now I'm not talking about being respectable, just having respect. You don't know people's story. You never know what somebody's going through. Um, I recently saw something where this guy just got somebody was just cussing this dude out and he just flipped and they was like there was no need for that and they know that his mother just died of cancer like the night before or some shit like you just you don't know what somebody's going through you don't people don't know what you're going through but you have to be the one controlling yourself and having the respect in that moment to be like yeah instead of me fucking you up in this moment i'm gonna control my narrative yeah (laughs) because i respect your life yeah (laughs) i respect your life so much i'm gonna walk away and my narrative i can't stand to have somebody have me act out of character i'm like that is a big it's a big thing. Yeah. It's like, a big you know, I had a, I had a former boss be like, never let nobody control your narrative. Just you have to control it. And that's all we got is how we act. Absolutely. And, and once you step out of your character, once you step out of you, you're no longer in control of your narrative. Yep. And you got to apologize. Every time. I'm but, sorry, Jason and Andrea. <laughs> we love you. My nigga Vivez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, nah, that respect. Res- I learned respect from my mother. It's crazy. Crazy as it is. I mean, yeah. Mama's really big about... I can see that. She's really big about... Good to people. She like she do and like little like little things. She'll like yeah. send you flowers, send but it's, you a it's card. It's about carrying your space into other people's shit. So you know like when, when people come into your house, it they treat your space how you allow them to treat you. It's that same thing when you take your body elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You will receive what it is that you give out. So when you walk in our house, take off your shoes, you wash your hands. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. That shit don't happen with everybody else. You'll see niggas jumping on the bed. Don't get in the bed with the clothes you just wore all day. Don't come in here with your shoes on. Why are you? Like little shit. Yeah. Like that's why it really bothers me when people be on their phone in public spaces. <laughs> on speaker. Is, oh, that shit yeah. not, is that not weird to you? Like I be trying to get in and get out. It's weird we to me. We don't all need to be in your space. Why? It's weird to me. But like I'm also. I'm too introverted to care. I'm like in and out. Just go. What you mean? Like I just don't care enough. Like I care. But I'm like, I don't have to, I don't have to stay here. What you mean? Wait, what you mean? Like, I'm just, I I have to focus to like protect my energy and mm-hmm. my space. I can't be fuming about how you on your speaker. But that shit's irritating. <laughs> no, you're, I mean, you're right. <laughs> but like they, they invented headphones. Phones are actually supposed to be put to your ear so you can listen and speak back to the person. We can't, we're on, we on martyr. Nigga, it's loud all over. And you think that you're going to get this conversation out on speaker. Then you yelling, huh? What you say? Like. Just yeah, it's crazy. Put the, anyway, shit like that. Like respect other people's space. I don't want to hear your conversation. I don't want to hear what you cussing somebody out about. That type of stuff. It's small, but it matters to me. The day I see our child on speakerphone <laughs> talking to somebody really loud, it's gonna bother me. I'll feel like I failed as a father. <laughs> I'm like she has a long thing? way to get there. She does because she ain't she... never gonna have a phone. Mikey, okay, so thank you. 
for your second thing? Yes. Your second thing? Thank you. Um, my third thing is my grandparents slash my family in general taught me how to tell stories and huh. be engaging. You know, like as trifling some of the stories be, you know, as much as I probably should be hearing these stories, you know, as much as they have, may have scarred me, they know how to pull somebody in. And I never, <laughs> and it's such a good thing. <laughs> they know how to pull you in and keep you there. And I think that's definitely, huh. I haven't said like in the three things I've mentioned, how all of that has impacted like me and our relationship. But like, I really feel like that helped me communicate with you when we were younger. Thousand percent. Um, Cause you weren't boring. No. <laughs> Let me tell, I can tell you some stories about some boring ass girls. Who t- I was like, continue with your point. Yeah. So like, and you know, my friends and just, um, being able to listen because to tell like a story, you have to listen. You uh-huh. have to like sit and like take in and like remember so that when you retell it, you can, <laughs> you can Details, like, yeah. Enthusiasm. What parts are supposed senses to hit a certain happen way? to all the senses and yes. they can do that. And as much as I would hate it sometimes in terms of the stories I was hearing, there were some good stories mm. and there are ones that I like will always take with me and, and have really, you know, you know, how sometimes when you drift off, like, daydream or zone out some of those some of those my daydreaming are back to those stories and that like mm-hmm. helps you know it makes me laugh randomly and like, that was crazy you like know yeah. um and it just taps into everything i love about black people and laughter and joy and mm-hmm. oral storytelling and so um yeah you know that's a good point I, I that is interesting i was having a conversation with your grandma pat <laughs> one time I, we were at your mom's apartment and you know how sometimes when old people start talking you just be trying uh-huh mm-hmm. like you're trying to hurry up and get away from the conversation her story was interesting it's really good story i was like she oh really like God, stories, i'm yeah. actually i'm listening to this i'm not ignoring you and i think you brought it up later like i used to talk i used to like sit and listen to her and she thought that was a big deal but i was like oh she was actually talking about something that was yeah. Interesting. My friends really in cool. college, well, not my friends, but like my freshman year when I stayed in that dorm, they were always so surprised that I talked to my grandmother every day or like weekly. Mm-hmm. They're like, "You talk to your? She got stuff to say. Yeah. Y'all sleeping on my these stories. Y'all sleeping on these stories, and I, I will not. So but yeah, some I'm to call her. Elders live some life. Like yeah, that, my grandmother had stories. Some were traumatic. And, yeah, my granny been through some shit, but yeah, some of them they they are powerful and. Mm-hmm. If they have the the skill to tell it in the space, it sounds somebody it sound will like sit something. and listen. And she never told the same story twice, Grandma Pat. Mm. I I didn't realize that till you mentioned her. I've never heard the same story from her twice. My ever. grandfather would tell the same story twice, but it'd be more detail every time. Like, oh, That's how my dad's parents are. But Grandma Pat, she had range. She mm. was like, "Look, I got a story for each." <laughs> 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 I never got the same one, but yeah. No, that's absolutely one of the reasons why I'm with you. That's a big deal. Because I can tell stories. Yes, you can. You can talk. <laughs> I've I've been with some women that will bore the shit out of you, but you'll keep pretending to listen so that you can fuck. Oh no, it's not. Talk about I'm, that. What? <laughs> I think I don't think I'm the only millennial man in the world that has Our ever person. felt this way, and I feel yeah. like other people need to know it. That's a thing. Yeah, I've seen like questions online, like, would you date somebody if they were really boring? Or would you have would you have sex with somebody that you weren't interested in? I was like, physically, physical interest does not equate to like mental intuitive. What what is it? What I'm trying to say? Intuitive? What you, no, no, like, you're not trying to say that. I'm not attracted to you mentally, but that has nothing to do get, with your that, body. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that's not good. It's <laughs> not good at all. But I've been there bad mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. So when you would tell stories, I caught myself noticing I was listening. When you'd write, I caught myself realizing, oh, I'm reading 
through this completely. <laughs> oh, like I like oh, the way yeah. she do that. Every time you write something, I'm talking about how how you spin a story, how the middle really catches my attention, and how your ending or your wrap ups are like fire. When you used to do your post and things like that, like I enjoy receiving notes from you for that reason. Mm-hmm. It's just really well done, and that's a skill that I'm really hoping is passed on to our child. Like, because while I can speak well. And I can get my point across in some forms very strongly. I feel like you got balance in all aspects of trying to deliver something when it's time for you to like deliver something. And I hope that she gets that from you. Thanks. Yeah. That's really sweet. I can tell the story, but I'm a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you have 50 million analogies Woo! and metaphors. I was like, Woo! now what? But it but all ties together. Good. Your stories <laughs> are good. So she might have my enthusiasm with it, but I hope she has your your conciseness as well as <laughs> your enthusiasm. It's just it's different. Ain't shit concisive. No. <laughs> but it's all good. Thanks, Mike. That was good. What's your third thing? Look at me learning about you. I know. <laughs> right. Um, my third thing uh that I that my mother taught me was care. Okay. Um, the general concept of care, giving a fuck. I remember we was growing up, it used to be cool to be nonchalant, to act like shit don't phase you. That shit bothered me. Okay. I was like, why? I was not raised that way. I was raised to actually give a fuck about stuff that you're into, stuff that you're like, it's okay to let things affect you and to be, to show that that was a thing. I think that's one of the reasons why I'm comfortable at this age actually being able to express feelings to you. No matter how hard I want to fight against it because of outside conditioning, like, Men shouldn't share these things and don't let them see you cry and shit like that. My mom was like, look, you actually have to care about some stuff. And when you actually start feeling a way about something, you have to go like talk about those feelings. I later learned you have to talk about it. But at first I was taught by her is to do it. It's to do it. I know a lot of niggas growing up that did not care. And they brought that I don't care attitude, I don't give a fuck attitude into their day-to-day interactions with people. And today neighborhood interaction with people interactions with cops interactions with anybody that they saw as like an opposition anybody that would they that was actually family or close to them or friends like they that i don't give a fuck attitude trying to be hard was like a thing and i just didn't i I would i would display that when necessary and when it wasn't i could pull it back okay um so without getting myself caught up in a legal matter oh my god <laughs> i'm saying like um Giving a fuck like about carrying how you carry yourself. That sounds your really similar appearance. to your passionate one. Yeah, but when it comes to care, it's not just about feeling for something. It's how you care for something. It's it's about how you do it. Um, so like when it came to appearance, I feel a way if my hair don't look a certain way after a while. Um, and I think that that it's not because I'm passionate about hair. It's because of how I care about my appearance, how I care about how I feel about my appearance, things like that. Um, so. We were raised in a certain way where, you know, your clothes should be a certain way. You should care for how you look into the world. You should care about how you present yourself. Um, I got scoliosis. So, you know, I do really have scoliosis. I just don't have it bad to where I'm hunched over. But my spine (sighs) got a little curve in it. Damn it. It adds to the back pain. Mikey. What? Nothing. Go ahead. No, what? I need confirmation. I need receipts. Is it not enough that I'm telling you that I have scoliosis? Okay. It's not. It is. Okay, so it's not enough. It is. You know it's yourself. Fine. It's okay. <laughs> You're not gonna Don't let me touch you. Patronizingly <laughs> rub my thigh. Um but like 
sometimes it's hard. Like, as you see, I'm hunched over right now. I'm comfortable. But I actually should be sitting straight up. But yeah. that's just, like, not a thing. So, like, being aware of my posture, keeping my head up, those are things that, like, you should care about how you present yourself. You should care about how you're received. Okay. Um, And I, that also ties into, you know, the respect and things like that. But just having it for yourself. Like, mm. care. She taught me the general concept of care. Yeah, it's very interesting because, again, I see a lot of people online now. I don't give a fuck. I don't give like she like so and so did something to me, but I'm hard, so like it didn't affect me. Lying, you lying like hell. Yeah, you sad as shit. That hurt you. That <laughs> probably broke you a little bit, but okay. I mean, flex with the gram. Like do what you gotta do to make it seem a certain way. But let's be honest here, you care. You know the main people used to scream. I don't care. It was just caring. Yeah, caring hard as shit. No, no, no. It's time to care. And how that's actually just okay. It's okay. It's okay to get attached to things. Just find healthy ways to detach if they become bad for you. Like, but it's okay to care. It's okay to start there. Thanks, babe. I care about shit. Care about you. You do. I do. You do. <laughs> what? Nothing. I feel like you got something else to say. Nah. Just thinking. What you think about? Nah. Mommy taught me care. Thanks, mom. <laughs> um, my last thing. What's so, up? So, um, my last thing that family in general, who I may or may not sometimes think ain't shit taught me <laughs> why is, did you have to put that there uh i'll take it out but um <laughs> <It's fine>. what's up <laughs> not just family but like well mainly family because that's that's who really taught me about this but they taught me about context and boundaries so context and boundaries yes so like i don't think they meant to really teach me about boundaries but they taught me definitely about context and because of context i've learned to set boundaries mm-hmm. because of them but oh and you credit them with that yeah, I Actually. wouldn't have known to do that if you had unless I, right? Yes, and unless I didn't have context. So you know, I've talked about my dad and everything a lot on here, but you know, we still talk things, and but there are boundaries to that, and there are boundaries because of context. And I've, I've, I've grown to be more compassionate, or just to be more, just to forgive in general, and to like try to make space for like you know this conversation, um, not just with him, but in general, um, because. Context does matter. Like you saying, like you don't know what somebody has gone through. There are lots of explanations mm. for every how everybody yes. is. There are lots of explanations. This but when is you're why the in concept it, of gray area exists. Right. But when you're in it and somebody is hurting you because of their shit mm-hmm. or doing something, you know, that you don't like. Seems black and white. Um, it, it's very easy. It, it has been very easy for me to fall into like, right, this black and white thinking and also to not take into context why people are like they, why they are but that matters we had a lot of conversations about this is interesting okay yeah and so but that, it's still very difficult for me to do which is why i mean part of the things that's coming up in therapy is like you know how do i practice compassion how do i practice context like giving people this giving people grace in terms of maybe not access to me all the time but like maybe don't write somebody off so quickly <laughs> because that's a big deal for you that is a very big deal for me because look i'm even, not proud even of it with me though you do that shit so that's right but i'm invested in you i love you i don't mm. want you to write me off and so i have to practice literally treating someone how i want to be treated yeah wow <laughs> that is crazy yeah randy just but, discovered um treating people how she um, it's, it's not easy for me because like i said in the beginning i I used to do that. I used to be very big on, you know, forgiveness to a fall in terms of like this blind loyalty and letting people do mm. things. But, you know, after someone tells you repeatedly after another drunken fit that they never going to drink again, 
that they, you know, sorry, that is never going to happen again. And it keeps happening again. I realized I was being fucking played. I'm being played. Yeah. So if I keep things black and white, if I just cut your ass off, you know, <laughs> then then I then I I'm not going to be played no more and I won't set myself up anymore, but I realized that like you know, growing up learning more about addiction, growing up learning that, and not just with my dad, but like familial addiction, you know, realizing that it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me, which is why. You never took that into account the first time. No, it always felt very personal. Mm. Any harm happening to you directly feels gotcha. incredibly personal because yes. it's happening to you. Like if it ain't me, then why are you hurting me? You know, so like. I have to I say something. To, I've always oh, okay. looked at it the opposite. What? Until I got older. Like, I always looked at it like it was never me. And I never took anything personally, which made me never care about how things affected me, which has mm. turned into, now I got to figure out how to take care of myself. I took everything personal because it, it didn't make sense. It was like, especially when you have, like, especially when you're taught to be good I, and, like, impure. And Brandy's quotes. doing finger quotes. And, like, and, and when you have been raised or conditioned, I wouldn't say raised, conditioned to think that only Bad things happen to bad people. Nah, that was never good things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if you do this right, just right, then you will be okay. If mm-hmm. you so, I, it it didn't dawn on me till like high school. It was like it don't matter that I got straight A's. This nigga gonna still drink. <laughs> like you know, I, it just it literally it was like a light bulb went on, and I was like, oh, so it really also made me address my motives. So I'm like, you know, it's just a whole yeah. bunch of things, and, and so you, you started like, am I your people right stuff? And I think that's right. What like, really am I being good to be good, or am I being good for you know peace and effect? Yeah, something, for like something. to survive, to mm-hmm. get something out of somebody, and so and so. But learning to give context, learning like understanding more about addiction, understanding more about why people get addicted, understanding more about my dad and my family and our history, keeping in mind slavery, the Nadir, black people being around for lynchings, experiencing this, you know, living, you know, living through all of these things. My grandparents being sharecroppers, living in the country, you know, not having access to certain things, making a way out of no way. Like when you have context for all of that, it's much easier for me to be like, okay, so maybe I won't, cut you off (laughs) maybe i will just create a boundary to what i to what you have access to for the sake for all of our sakes you know and so they really taught me how to to make space for the gray because i was sitting in therapy like not now but back you know one of my my three four therapists that i had but like um, (laughs) like i was very confused because i i you know i didn't understand why i couldn't just pick a side Mm. Just leave them alone. Leave everybody alone. And like go and build my family. But what do I do when I miss them? What do I do that because I love them? And my therapist was like, you know, two of these can be true. When you want to see them and talk to them, call them. Go yeah. see them. When you don't, don't. And it's it just became keeping in mind what those boundaries are. Right. So that you don't slip back into past behaviors. Right. And you allow yourself to feel or go back down when you were low where you and are. And it's given me a lot of peace. And it has created an understanding. I feel like. A nonverbal understanding. Oh, yeah. No, people start to pick up <laughs> on, the, every... on the cues. Uh, yeah. Oh, so like, she's oh, not fucking with this. So you going to show out today. You about to be drunk off your ass. I'll see you next year. You know, like. <laughs> she's done that now consistently 20 times. So now it's like, oh, I already know. I, when you come around, I was like, I'm about to I already be know what you right. want. So let me, I'm going to either calm down or I'm going to let you know now. Yeah. Yeah, I've been drinking a little bit. Right. So right. Now, it, now we have a conversation. Heads up. Yeah. I have a 
have been. I, we, you're right. We've been having conversations. <laughs> Look what happened when you set a standard. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So like, it's they taught me a lot about that, and that's a good thing because that's helped me in all my relationships. It's made me realize that you need boundaries for every relationship. You need context yeah. in every relationship, including strangers and. Even with us, like, I think we're taught that you don't give people you love and people you're in relationships with boundaries. But no, not hitting each other, not hitting below the belt. That's a boundary. Uh-huh. You know, like, it's it's the same thing. It's just look different. It's you know? it, healthy boundaries. They're, right. The word boundary don't mean it's not a bad thing. Right. Um, But I think it has a negative connotation depending on, like, where you've heard it or how you heard it. So, for instance, you were doing something and somebody might have said, oh, you know, that's crossing one of my boundaries. And maybe you felt bad and now you're starting thinking. Now you're defensive. Yeah. Think, but, but you so, know me, um, analogy, sports, the ball go out of bounds. That means you fucked up. So like, start over, lose a point. And, yeah. <laughs> something needs to change now. Basically, yeah. this is a reset. Yeah. Um, Consequences. And that's, a, and that's okay. That's a good thing. And you can come back from that. These yeah. teams play every year. Yeah. It, we'll try again next year. It's all over. <laughs> it just means, all right, so let me not do that. Yeah. And obviously, the game is more fun if it keep going and the damn ball stays in bounds. You right. Know? So right. Look at us talking every day. Mm. Look at me. I done came and saw you. Look at you. Look at that. Respecting boundaries. Because you ain't heard from us in a year. <laughs> you know, I'm just yeah. saying. And it's not easy, but no. they taught me how to like do it. And that is a good skill to have. And something that I'm obviously still working on, as you know. And I really want to get better at because... I don't ever want to be in a position where someone I love or someone I like, you know, is unforgiving. You know, even if that means that even if their boundary is like, actually, this is my boundary. Like, this mm. is like my non-negotiable. So I can't help if, if that happens. But like, just being mindful of like, would I ever want you to cut me off? I would like you to have context. You know, we hear that in arguments. Let me give you context <laughs> about like That's why. That's why I'm always trying to start with context. It was like, maybe so, this will make more or, sense. Or Drew. To, like, I, don't, I want Drew to give me grace if she ever had to. Yeah. I'm hoping that she never would have to in these situations. But like, you maybe know. Maybe not something like this, but, but like, yes. Like, just as let's a person, say you were late to pick her up or something. You'd be like, you know what? Well, hey, let mommy context. tell you about what happened on just, the trip over here. It's not right. that I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> or that I don't care. Yeah. But context is important. And they taught me that. Yeah. How about you? Your last thing. Yeah, that's good. I'm surprised you. Oh, I'm gonna let you do your fourth thing first. Go ahead. Wait, you surprised what? You haven't mentioned anything about your dad because there's one thing I'm thinking about with your dad that I'm surprised you haven't said. What? I don't know your fourth thing yet. Is your fourth thing not about dad? Your dad? No. <laughs> the letters. He used to write you letters. Oh, y'all used to write letters. Yeah. And they were not no. Now we get deep on paper. They, I mean, I come from a used, family of writers. They used to. I mean, I remember you let me read some of them. Yeah. These are pages back and forth of like letters that he used to write when he was locked up. And I don't, they I don't, were great. I don't think that you under, or maybe you do understand, but no, like, it's as a boy, that, that like, definitely helped sustain a lot of things. Like it, that was, that was my connection. But also that gave you like the capacity, in my opinion, to communicate as well as you do. Oh, hundred percent. And also to like, we wrote letters. That like you it, got, as far as communication through writing, hundred percent, I, I would write all the time um so you or, like, when, or whatever yeah. whatever it took um that's why i was so close to our writing teacher in school it was because miss scott yeah miss scott like we love her she recognized that there's a talent here she's like you have a way with words you should broaden your vocabulary you should, you should read a book yeah and so i did, did. Mikey take her i did back then <laughs> no i just stopped her. reading Bye. after high school there was no need in college <laughs> what? it was just college textbooks. i'm serious it was college textbooks and sports that was like you know oh, I need to, like at that point it was like I'm only reading this to pass a class I'm or to take a con- test. I understand the context. And then after college, <laughs> see, don't rub my don't <laughs> don't matronize me. I'm not. 
And so I'm sorry, go ahead. And everything after college that I read was a damn PDF. It was, it was <laughs> like a, it's a digital book or it was a PDF or something else I got to do. And it just was like, eh, you know, and that's why I've been on my book spree and I enjoy sitting and reading a book. It's been nice. Hella it's nostalgic. But really interesting watching you read. Feels good. A book that like you went off and bought and yeah. that I'm actually interested in. I'm like, I'm going to need to check out some of these Oh books. yeah, you got to read these. They're good for me to read. That's what I'm saying. Like they're actually interesting. And so, yeah, I mean, that definitely, that definitely taught me the art of expression through written word. Um, and I dabbled in poetry for a while. Poems that I, I don't think I ever let you read some of them. Some of them you, you did. You read your book. It was two pages. That book wasn't nothing. He was 13. Yeah, I wrote a, 13, a book when I was 13. It was a book 13 of tips, right? The about, tips yeah, how to get... A guidebook for teenage <laughs> boys. It was crazy. From a teenage boy. Y'all, yellow notepad paper. It was his book. It was yellow legal paper. It the first chapter, so... right? Two pages. Chapter two. Was one three page. paragraphs. Right, it was like... <laughs> chapter three. So cute. <laughs> it was one paragraph. I was like, mm. I was like, I see why people struggle with books. Let me stick to, <laughs> <laughs> stick to the rivers and the lakes that I'm used to. Um... <laughs> So let me stick to writing these two-page letters to... Well, no, nah, these four-page letters to girls. What is your fourth thing? Man, my fourth thing... And thank you for reminding me of that. Actually, You're that welcome. is something that he did give me. Um, I just want to get that nigga no credit today. Uh, <laughs> That's the point of this episode. <laughs> is to give people you would normally give credit never to. never crossed my mind. You give credit to mom all the time, but I'm loving these. I don't know who else to... That's what I'm just saying. I get it. No, I'm yeah. not knocking... Listen... It doesn't sound like it. It's just you open my eyes up to it, and I genuinely, genuinely. I'm just so surprised never, that like, I think. What did Paul? <laughs> not once did I think of it. <laughs> so funny. Okay, go ahead. Um, last thing. This is funny. This is appreciation for knowledge. Got okay. That from mommy. Um, not resting on what you know, and thinking that you know everything. There have been a lot of times that we have been around people who act like know it alls. You know that feeling you get when you're embarrassed for somebody else. Like you watch somebody else do something like when someone asks gets asked an interview question and they say yeah i do that and, they say, and then okay, they ask you okay well then tell me about it and you don't it's just um i told myself i'd dr- never be like that nope i don't know what you're talking about but yes, i can learn something like that <laughs> or the girl singing at the talent show and she shouldn't be singing and she tried to hit that note and she shouldn't be hit like oh, no. i feel that i feel that sinking feeling i ain't never wanted to feel that point that you made where you just you're unaware or you don't know um without feeling comfortable enough to express oh i don't know mm-hmm why lie? Um, I remember we were growing up and you used to say that your mom didn't like me. Y'all said, I don't know. We couldn't say it. We had to say, I'll figure it out figure and it get out. back to you. And we didn't grow up in a space where we were allowed to not have the answer either. <laughs> so you got to figure it out and quick. The answer yeah. is somewhere. Find it. Yeah. Find the answer. Learn. Like actually care about not being out here looking fucking stupid. Cause yeah. there is no, there, that is a bad feeling in the pit of your stomach where you just like, mm, I don't, I don't know. And it's some shit you should know or should have exposed you to. And there's no reason why you expose yourself to, but there's no reason why you shouldn't have. Um, there are often times where I'm in an argument or a conversation with somebody and I swear, I swear to God, I just be wanting to be wrong. I'd be like, oh, God, please let me be wrong because I'm open to that. That's maybe something else I got to learn here. Um, and while I know that I am smart and I am an intelligent person, I just I know I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm always open to hearing more. And I think that that is what makes me a good learner. And a good teacher. Yeah. Just being able to come from that experience and present that to somebody like, hey, you know, it's actually okay that you don't know everything right now. You have time to go figure it out. I got that from her. Because as impatient as she was, she was super patient when it came to that. I figure it out. 
there's so many times all I wanted was the answer. Like, yeah, you figure it out. You tell me. What you mean? You are an adult. I yeah. should. I don't. I don't. I need to like give in to the knowledge that you know. Like, uh, It'll it come out. to you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> well, I think that also helps maybe with her own anxiety too. Like you can't be, you can't micromanage someone's knowledge. No. Like you have to like give it up. Like you know what? You got it. Because I can't sit up here and think about I this. I can't know everything for you. I can't. And you have <laughs> because to because it's gonna to, drive me crazy. Yeah. So you know what? I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> It'll come when it's supposed to. And then maybe she don't. Maybe she didn't trust you, but like but her she saying spend that, this time, yeah, made it like, oh, man, maybe I should trust myself. Like stuff like that, like mm-hmm. little things like that. I will never forget because it gives me the attitude I have with Drew. I don't need to know everything for her. It does take a little bit off of me thinking I gotta be everything. I'm not supposed to be actually. She is a, a whole human, and she gotta learn things on her own. And I shouldn't be giving the answer every single time. And I learned that from you and in, in your relationship with your mother, like. You should be told to go figure it out. That's a skill that you should have, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, not just asking people and then taking people's word for it. We know exactly what the world looks she like. She can't that. stand that. She's like, did you look up this article in multiple <laughs> places before you sent it out? Because I read it and... <laughs> it was uh, it's from last year. It's last year. This didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. She, that's how I... Anyway, it, should I tell this story? No, I, no I'm oh, just saying, like, yeah. examples like that are... She's like, um, fact check. That's because okay. you don't want to be out here looking, looking stupid. stupid. You don't want to be out here looking stupid, talking like you know things. And your mom, your mom is like famous now on Twitter for that. Shit. Yeah, she uh, she got a out. whole following. She got time. Well, don't run our Twitter. Talking about she can't run our Twitter. But the thing about Twitter and other <laughs> social media outlets is like that's where people can get their shit off and get their thoughts out and be wrong and be okay. And there's a group of other people who are also wrong and don't know to like look some shit up or you know yeah. fact check, care to like dive in. We can look at some shit and be skeptical because. Well, actually, that don't make no sense. Speaking of Vives, that nigga posted something the other day. He was like, a lot of shit seems deep to people who don't read. Like, And you <laughs> was like, you responded. I said, that's deep. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Mikey. Uh, I said, oh, uh, shit. That's a, oh, he a philosophizer. Mikey, please I was don't. like, that. <laughs> please don't. No, because it's a, it's a good point. If you've never exposed yourself to something, didn't see it, didn't read, you'll just accept, oh, that, man, that's some deep shit. You spitting game. Niggas could be wrong, but if it sound good, then. Right. And I never want to be somebody like that. Like, I wanted to be somebody that used language right in terms of like, mm. not like said things correctly, as we can see, I mispronounce words often, but like. Yeah, but we're big on word usage and what yeah. you mean and what you're trying to say, which is why we as communicators would be like, so, okay, so what are you really trying to get out here? What mm-hmm. is your point? <laughs> I, I don't think that's a bad thing when you say, I'd be like, because you don't like try to rush a nigga to get to it. You'd be I like, just want to, to know. I want to understand. Yeah. And I don't want to do that whole glossy eye thing. <laughs> waiting for you to, to get, Right. So I'm like, okay, what's the point? Because I'm missing it. And I want to I want to get It's never it. what's the point. Shut up. It's what's the point. I want to hear I'm you. I'm trying to understand you. But also, if it comes off that way, I and apologize. And so, be, me being the king of analogies, I don't care. I can express myself in other ways, but analogies explain it better. And it makes it fun. It makes it... It's, it's, it's my... You know what I was really good at? was creative writing. Making up stories. I believe you. Do that shit all day. Yes, you can. Because I can tie it into something else. So, like... That just being a way of like the conveying lies, the lies, the lies, the lies. Great, great. <laughs> great. I mean, it, that's Shout a skill. Shout out to Candy. That is a skill. Who? Candy, Real Housewives of Atlanta. The she did the at the at the uh not the recent one. What they call those things? You watch after Real you do the season. Yeah. I watched the meetups. It was the things called. The I can't remember. Yes, the reunions. you watch Housewives reunions. I do. Who are you? <laughs> 
Brandy, since when? This I've is an important conversation. I've watched them. I've missed like the last one, the last few, but that one I watched. What was, was what was the last like trash TV show that you watched? And how recently? <laughs> the last trash TV show I watched. It's been a while. You know, Jeff and Ray be having me watch. Um, they be sending clips for like married and cheaters, not cheaters. Uh, catfishing. Okay. I watched a clip for that one. It was wild. This this current season. Anyway, y'all, my wife just <laughs> I did not know. This. I really do need to get back in trash TV because I'm I'm reading and thinking too deeply, and I need to like <laughs> I need to like. What is it? Give tone myself it, a break. Just tone it down a little bit. I need to just give like, myself a break. Got you. I need to like I need to have a trashy like Outlet. segment of my life because yeah. too many things are just really deep and thoughtful, and I'm tired. Mm. I'm tired. I need some trash. I love you. I love you. Well, thank you, babe. Thank you. This was this fun. Was great. Did you like this? I did. This was nice. Um, And I feel like I learned things about you and I know you learned things about me because we haven't like talked. We haven't talked about this. Not in like this way. Not in like a healing, positive way. We've only ever talked about it in like I've been traumatized way. So anyway, thank you. Thank you. Engagement. (laughs) What are some of the positive things you were taught that you've carried into your relationships with yourself, with each other? with your person, with your family, let us know. Shoot us an email at blackmailmare at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098 or hit us up on social media with your thoughts on this episode. Yes, we are slowly approaching our family dinner. And relationship horror stories. Following Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, now we want to hear that. Yes. And Send we want to share your response with people. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. y'all. It's time for Randy and Mike's Fight or Flight. They've held it in all week, but you gon' hear it tonight. tonight. Don't really matter who is wrong or right, cause it's Fight or Flight. Fight or Flight. All right, gonna keep this one concise. Okay. But I do have an analogy. Oh. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay. Um, Remember that old spoof song from Emmanuel Hudson? He was asking all them questions. And he was making pretending faces, to be, assuming, making statements, assuming. That one. But yeah, no, yeah, uh-huh. that one. Um, <laughs> like why? You Look just wonder stupid. why people do certain like stuff. Like Going into certain spaces with assumptions bothers me. So does asking questions you already know the answer to. What questions I don't answer to? Right? I'm just saying, like, just the concept of it. Um, again, analogy. So my little sister, which you love and I love, you can take your forehead off the microphone if you're trying to talk to you. <laughs> I just want to create a space of respect. <laughs> Where we can voice our opinions and thoughts and the other will listen. I'm listening. Kids ask questions. <laughs> and sometimes it's cute, but sometimes it's annoying because they know the answer. <laughs> I'd say, hey, we're going to go to McDonald's. She'd be like, are we going to eat? <laughs> so what the fuck did you think we Because she wants you to talk to her. You always trying to dismiss I, her. And that is the point. But my answer to that is always, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> or you could just answer her. Or I could. I could just answer her. And I could every single time after saying, hey, we're going to go to McDonald's. Or are we going to eat? Yes, we're we going to eat. We don't go to McDonald's, McDonald's by the I'm way. just saying, we, I haven't had McDonald's since 07, 08. So what do you sometimes, think? sometimes, you know, you just want to like not have to answer a question that the answer is already clear. Now, off that analogy to our fight today. This happens today, y'all. I'm talking to the listeners now. After I got off work, mm-hmm. shortly after six, um, Randy came outside from her nap. She um, took I a crashed. nap after she got off work because she was exhausted. I, too, was exhausted. But Randy, when she get tired, tired, she just be saying nonsense. Like, oh, no, but 
we gotta go to the bank and we should go make those deposits that have been or like just wild shit and tasks that you don't have the energy for us what the fuck are you talking about like go lay down go lay down you are of no use to anybody right now because you are delirious and i don't want to have to argue with it you should just go lay down and go to sleep so randy went to sleep she came outside um and drew had just shit all over the place drew had a watery shit um she jumped in my lap which i you know, I wasn't aware was it diarrhea yes no it wasn't diarrhea it was just not just solid that's a covid symptom <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to talk about this baby poop I'm just- she sit in my lap that's when i smell it because now it done smeared out the side of the diaper i'm still in the middle of a meeting so i'm having a zoom conversation with this dude and i was like hey, i have to change this baby's diaper he's like oh no this will just take a second he has no social cues drew rub a butt on the pillow <laughs> i am flustered there's a lot going on it's been a long day already i am tired i'm tired randy comes out randy said how could i help randy obviously asking because now she is rested and she recognizes that i'm tired i said you know what i just need a break randy says do you want to go for a walk with you with Gruden? no 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 i don't i just want to sit here i need a moment i need a break um i'm fully aware that we got to record we have some stuff that we have to do their tasks so what i do is i turn on my playstation and i pull up google i start creating the notes for our episode right i'm playing the game i'm doing the notes and randy just pulls up her chair Randy pulls up her chair and begins to sit next to me. And Randy's like, ah. She's like, are you ready? No, 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 no. Randy pulls up the stuff. Randy bring the microphones over. Randy hook up her computer now by, by, by the desk. You ready to go? Nigga. What you, what you mean? I just, I was, I was in a, it was a break. I was, I thought, I thought I was very clear on the, but so, but so, so me being me. Yeah, let's let's do it. I've already I've created the notes. We can. Just I thought that, that was your cue. You pulling up the notes. You said you need a break. Why are you working? Because even because I also sometimes I still feel guilty during. But here's the thing: there are in between breaks on this video game. I didn't we have talk, context. It's okay. Well, here's context. In a previous episode, I talked about how sometimes playing games doesn't serve me. You sit and you focus on it the entire time because the point of video games is to take your attention the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are challenges that you can do in between rounds when playing Call of Duty or 2K or anything where you do like push-ups. You take a step away while the game is loading. When you're not in the middle of it, you do other things. So I'm like, okay, how can I be productive? We do have to have this meeting. There's, I got one job that's always mine every single time. I can do this. I'm going to create this file. Just have it ready so that when I am mentally ready to do this, we can just get into it and be straight. So my questions, I was asking questions. You ask questions that you know the answer to. And it's not, this is not, this is the only, this is, a, this is the most recent example. So it's just funny that this happened. You'll walk up and be like, so you're ready to record? I didn't know the answer you to have, that. That's- Randy has already made her way over here and brought equipment <laughs> and her chair and is asking, so are you ready? <laughs> like you didn't want to check prior to coming I'm over. Like with the, so that's my fight. Why you ask questions you know the answer to? I didn't know the answer. <laughs> I assume that you were ah, you ready. Assumed. Because you pulled up the Google Doc. Yo, she brought the equipment. I thought that we was like, okay, well, Mikey's ready to get on it. Uh, I apologize, Mike, that I cut your break short. I love you. I love you. I do. Randy says she wanted a real fight. So I'm going to have to start. Because you got You do. It's a good, it's a good point. Because you're, that's you're, you're healthy. Right. Bringing these fake fights. So we'll me. have it out. We, we can have it out about how you don't respect my time. I t- <laughs> <laughs> it just wasn't clear. Fine. I thought it was because I didn't say I was ready. You didn't say you I weren't. I didn't say I was ready. You're right. I did say I need some time, and then after I need some time, there had been no communication. It's just, I am used to when you pull up the notes. Oh, okay, we about to start. We about to have a production meeting. Mm-hmm. We about to record. 
I'm used to following those social media. What's cues. crazy is I didn't even see, no, you can see it. I got the <laughs> computer to my chest. Randy on the couch behind me. The computer is like to my chest. I got my game right here. Dude, I'm it's like, been she, two years. I know what Google Doc production notes look it. like. Either it's way, like, I ain't sister, say nothing. <laughs> Randy sister. came over and set the shit up, y'all. And it was like, you ready? I guess I am. I apologize. Sometimes I wonder if you asking me and telling me. Because <laughs> like, I know that's the thing that women do. Like, are you asking to tell me? You know that's the thing that's the that, thing that women, women do. do. Yeah. We I've ask- grown up with my entire life. Like, yes. Y'all, why would you ask me that question? Like, are you ready to go to the store? Like, you know I'm not ready yet. Maybe I'm not dressed or things like that. Like, what? No, I'm not ready. I'm not. I'm not. You know that already. Is that your way of telling me to get ready? So I just assume that you bringing all the stuff and no, setting everything up. No, I thought that you Is you, you telling like- me that you are ready? I thought I was being proactive. You were, and now we have recorded a really great episode. I'm just saying. Uh, well, I apologize. You're adorable. That's, that was a sincere apology. I will accept that. I'm working on it. Oh, shoot. I you first, I my should love. have a PDA ready. No, you should come from the heart. What do you, what do you got? What you got on your chest? Hmm. What do I have on my chest? I don't know if I already thanked you for this, but you've been feeding my book habit. I'm trying to learn how to accept gifts from you. Yes, you are. Four years later, married. 13 years later together. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to feel like I'm being controlled. Mm-hmm. Or I, and I don't want to feel like I'm being manipulated. Can I ask you a question? But I know. Do you feel like I only got you gifts to control you? No, but I feel like I've equated gift giving to that because of what you seen right that's fair i did 100 percent also like i don't want to feel like yeah and so i'm i always push back against gifts and like just saying thank you when someone compliments me compliments me and things or when you compliment me because i'm like go ahead i don't want to owe you nothing i don't want nothing <laughs> I don't, even even to my spouse just like but a west atlanta girl you have shut up no, you have been Feeding my, or help, you've been enabling me. Oh, yeah. So every month since like my birthday, you've given Mm -hmm. me $50 to my book fund. And so I have been able to buy so many more books than I usually buy because I have an extra 50 that I don't have to feel guilty about. Nope. I really appreciate it because I've been able to get books that I have kind of like had on the shelf or like I've kept samples of on my Kindle and it was like on the fence. And weren't ready to like pull the trigger and buy yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm like, it's okay because it's, it's a gift. You know, it's like, it's like when you get an Amazon gift card. Like, it's okay if I go on Amazon because it ain't really my money. You know, I'm not yeah. really addicted to online shopping. You are. This is just a gift card that I am trying to utilize, <laughs> you know? So I really appreciate that because I've gotten some good books lately and I'm really excited to read them, especially because it's about to be October, which is my favorite month. And it's all these Ooh. scary books that I'm hoping is really scary. So I can write about them on Patreon. But thank you for that. And thank you for seeing, like, you know, I know you like when we do stuff together. I know that you like when I am available to you. You know, just as much as I like doing stuff together, I like when we doing our own shit apart. Yeah. So you've been able to, you've been, you've been like giving me the space to do my own shit apart by funding this habit. And so I've gotten a lot of books this year, just in the three months, past three months, or two months. Yeah. Two, three months since. You was like, hey, I'm just going to give you $50 and you do what you want with the books. Yeah, because I learned your system. Randy was getting really cheap books from the, from like thrift. No, this is not an ad. Like thrift books and Better World Books. Better World Which books. I they still have do, like, but like. What, $5, $10 books and stuff? $3 so, books. You know, free shipping if you and they can donate a book to other, to other people. Um, They donate a book to 
the you know other places mm-hmm. if you buy a book so which i still think is a good habit but it's been nice to be able to like pre-order a book like i got to pre-order transcendent kingdom because i got an extra 50 dollars huh. and it was 20 dollars. look at you yeah so thanks i really appreciate you doing that and i'm trying to accept that these are just gifts and and you know thanks <laughs> <laughs> i love you you're welcome i love you too how about you um I was trying to pinpoint the situation specifically because I wanted to give you a specific example. But recently you said something that I really appreciated because it reminded me of when we were like in the process of falling in love and why it was such a big deal. Uh, You used to always say that I teach you things or I expose you to stuff that you didn't. You weren't boring. No. Because I was always I'm so used to being the smarter one dealing with dudes and nah. Yeah, no, nah, I've been through some shit. You smart. And knew some shit. You got some stuff. Got and some Randy would remind me, you know, she'd be, she'd be, you'd be enamored with it. You'd be like, oh my God, this nigga know shit. And recently you said that. He Did was I? Like, yeah, he was like, oh, you know it. And I was like, oh. I got hard a little bit. I was like, oh. What you did told, I you say? told me I knew something. I'm trying to remember the specific thing. Oh. But she was like, no, you know what you're doing. I was like, oh. I do know what I'm doing. Why did you just say that? Like, it was, it was really nice. Um, And I thought of it because I'm looking at the chessboard and not too long ago we played a game of chess and you were like you want to learn and i want to teach you um and i've just been enjoying doing things with you like that because you just kind of you more recently you just been reminding me and saying things that just make me feel loved by you like you've been recognizing that oh like he has strengths in certain ways yeah you're right and it's just nice to like hear because i'm aware of these things but it's still just nice to hear it like after the episode you thank me for like doing the episode he was like no it was really really good i was like you know I oh, I, I was like, wondering you know, if you felt some type of way about me. No. Like, saying thank you for It anything. was nice. It was just like, it was like, I know, you know, but it's nice that you, like, saying something. Like, I, we both do this shit. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, I do this shit. It's, if you, just being complimented on something that you're skilled at and that you do know well, it's just nice. Um, and that's, So that's one example. You, you've been doing that a couple of times, and I probably should write these down, but I just appreciate you taking the time out to show a black man love, because that shit is needed you don't don't roll your eyes with that ass like this is like a it's a big thing it's something small but it's nice it's telling me i know something and i'm good at something you are it's really cool so i appreciate it the nachos was another example oh yeah they were really good i had made some nachos that my old mentor made i tried to make them from memory i know how to make them exactly the same but i remember this process and uh i was feeling emotional (laughs) so i was just like i miss him i'm gonna just make a meal he used to make and you you loved it. It's really good. It doesn't need sour cream or guac. You just can just eat nah, it like man, it nah, is. Nah, nachos, shit was fire. You was just like, ooh, you loved it, and yeah, you were just really, really happy. And so like, it's just it's nice to be joy out here. Oh, you know, yeah. just so I be appreciate affirmed. you. I'm trying to figure out where you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, being affirmed, but like it having weight to it. Not just doing it just because, but like I don't feel like you just did that because today is a good day to like stroke Mikey's ego. You just did it because you recognized something. You saw something. It was like I'm gonna speak up about it. Yeah, I mean, I think true to this episode's title, I really am trying to work on my, I'm doing my best to show gratitude, even for like small things, and to say thank you. And so, thank you. Thank you. To invest in this show and show us support and get ad-free, exclusive, and extra content, head over to patreon.com slash Black Millennial Marriage. Thank you. The Black Millennial Marriage podcast is in Domino Sounds Network. 
new episodes twice a week y'all Two know times. you know you know when they come yes the black millennial marriage podcast fight or flight jingle was created by ebony janae at janae jingles details in our show notes we are now and still available on itunes spotify stitcher google Podcasts, and all other major streaming services but we are open to an exclusive deal rate us five stars if you enjoyed this episode yes be sure to check out our website www.blackmillennialmarriage.com and follow us on social media platforms on instagram we are black millennial marriage on facebook black millennial marriage podcast and on twitter at underscore the chapmans thank you again for listening y'all be blessed don't settle fight clean peace Root Insurance puts you in control. Root is a new type of car insurance that uses the sensors in your smartphone to look deeper than other insurers. Here's how it works. Download the Root app, hit the road, and we'll take care of the rest. The app measures your driving behavior, like turning and braking, and gives you a custom rate based primarily on your driving. The better you drive, the better your rate, meaning good drivers could save hundreds. Visit joinroot.com today to get started. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.